This is Joe. And this is Nat. And you're listening to the Getting Better with Age podcast, the show that helps you navigate midlife challenges and turn them into opportunities to grow and evolve into a happier, healthier, and more empowered you. And remember, getting older doesn't mean that the best years have to be behind you. We believe, like a fine wine, you and your life can get better with age. And we're here to show you exactly how to do that. So grab a glass of vino, kick off your shoes, and join us in discovering how to make the next chapter of your life the best one yet. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Getting Better with Age podcast. It's Joe. And it's Nat. And we'd like to welcome you to a special event, a milestone event, a historic event. Why so? Because we have our very own guests. So you're not just going to hear just Natalie and I today. You're going to hear a incredible woman with an incredible story sharing some incredible gifts that you can use to get better with age. So if you wake up every day, kind of like Groundhog's Day, <laughs> where it's like, oh, the alarm goes off. I got to get up. I got to take a shower. I got to go have my coffee. And then you just go through your routine and then you go to bed at the end of the day, really not accomplishing a whole lot, just going through the motions. And then you find yourself stuck where all the life is gone from your life. Then you're going to love this call because we're going to talk about how to get your mojo back. And we're going to talk about something which I had never heard. And it's called the toxic trickle. And you need to pay attention to this because this toxic trickle, if you've got it going on in your life, could literally put you one step away from death. It's that important that you know about mm -hmm. this. So that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Nat. So why don't you introduce our special guest? So our special guest, as Joe said, is Janelle Evans, and she is the CEO of Strategic Interactions Incorporated, an award-winning leadership development firm she co-founded over 25 years ago. The unique uniqueness and extreme effectiveness of her firm's training approaches have been featured several times on 60 Minutes, Good Morning America, and Nightline, and in publications like the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, the New York Times, and the Los Angeles Times. Janelle's background is in leadership, organizational development, emotional intelligence, and mindfulness. Janelle has led leadership training programs for all kinds of organizations, ranging from Fortune 500s to nonprofits, including the American College of Cardiology, Time Warner, Special Olympics, PBS, Discovery Communications, Marriott, General Dynamics, Deloitte, and many more. Janelle has a master's in organizational development and a certificate in instructional design from Marymount College and a BFA from Virginia Commonwealth University. Janelle is also a professionally certified mindfulness and meditation instructor, having completed her training at the McLean Institute of Mindfulness. Janelle has worked with leaderships, with leaders in all kinds of industries. However, she is currently working primarily with healthcare leaders and their teams to help them succeed personally and professionally, maximizing their ability to positively impact their patients and their families, as well as their own colleagues, team members, and at the entire workforce. So welcome, Janelle. So before we start and, and bring in Janelle, <laughs> you, you see why we chose her as our first guest. But one of the things we are doing in this podcast is we're being very transparent because we are all about energy and who you align yourself with. So that's all the academics, the accolades, the intelligence, why you should listen to this woman. <laughs> but this woman 
holds a near and dear special place in our heart. Yes. She is part of our own mastermind group because we believe that you need to surround yourself with smart, intelligent, great people who are at the same place in their life so you can all work together and support each other. So each Tuesday at 11 a.m. for, I don't know, how many years now? At least four Three, 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 three years? for three years. Seems like four, I guess. I don't know if that's like a good longer. thing, <laughs> but every Tuesday, pretty much for the last three years, we meet to support each other, love each other, give each other a loving kick in the butt, because <laughs> that's the level that we're all committed to playing this game called life. So I just want to give you background. This isn't just someone that we've run into. This is right. someone who we really want you to listen to because we know the gifts that she has to share. Yes. So that being said, Janelle, mm. welcome. Well, you're both very kind, and I'm so glad that you did share that we really, really do know each other outside of some professional uh, affiliation, and you both are near and dear to me, and it's just a, a thrill to be with you on your podcast today and to share things that I hope will help all the listeners who are dialing in. Absolutely, 100, no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. So the topic of this session podcast whatever episode. it is i'm still learning this everyone I think episode, uh, episode. <laughs> here we go is how to get your mojo back so what is mojo to you uh, it's very important to me and i think it's directly related to my purpose in life if i'm clear about what i stand for what i'm focused on how i want to spend my time am i living on purpose or am i living with purpose all of those things, then I, my mojo is good. My energy is high. I'm thriving instead of just surviving. And I think when we don't feel that alignment, that's when we feel like our mojo is off. You know, we, you know, who am I? And we kind of begin to question a lot of things and have self-doubt and feel like an imposter sometimes and all of that. So for me, mojo is all about being in alignment and just thriving. Right. And, and I love it. And that's why we want to share because we hear so many things that's thrown around. Yeah. And yeah. we don't really take the time to explore, like, what is mojo really? So what is yeah. mojo to you? Mojo to me is just that thing that keeps you motivated and excited about life. That thing yeah. inside you that kind of lights you up and lets mm -hmm. you know that you're really living the way you want to live. You're being who you want to be. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> and, and for me, like, you know, like it's just feeling alive. It's, it's yeah. doing what lights you up. It's having the energy, having the excitement to live life versus just exist through life. Exactly. So that being said, why do you think we lose our mojo? Oh, I love this question. Um, I think when we are challenged as I don't know anyone who hasn't been in the last couple of years with our shared experiences around the world uh, going through some very hard times. I think, you know, we can we can begin to change in ways that maybe we never had before, because, you know, with with everything being so disrupted, um, you sort of have to reinvent a little bit, right? And say, well, you know, that's what I used to do when I used to go in the office every day. Now the office is shut down as an example. And I think that just, you know, has really created uh, a massive disruption and how people self-identify, you know, and what's most important to them and what their purpose in life really is. Having gone through some tremendous challenges, um, you know, in the last couple of years, we are certainly in another place with that. But what I've been hearing and experiencing is that people questioning more because of those experiences. But those experiences do help us grow and they help us kind of get on point about, well, what does light me up? 
maybe I need to change my job. Maybe I need to be in a different relationship. Maybe I need to find love, you know, whatever it is. So it surfaces a lot of things for people, which is a good thing. And then we're able to, once we identify, well, what actions can I take? What, what do I need to do to reclaim my mojo, to find my passion again, find my purpose and all of those things. So I can really live my life as, as Natalie was saying, you know, from just the highest place and really enjoy every day and not, you know, save up, like having fun for a vacation. No, we should have fun all the time. You know, we should have joy every day kind of experience. I, I love that you say that because, you know, we don't have a nine to five job. I, <laughs> I haven't had a nine to five job since I think I was in college, like when I got, right. like, you know, for the summers. So, uh, and there's so many, and, you know, there's this phrase out there called the soul sucking job. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. there's so many individuals who go to a job and they chase a paycheck. And I'm not here to judge anybody, but it's like all about, I go to this job. I hate my job. I hate my boss. I hate the commute, but yeah. hey, I make great money, but it's ro it's robbing them from life. Yeah. And again, it's, we're all at that point. So I, what I'm hearing you say is that we lose our mojo mm -hmm. because we get caught up in life and the challenges of life. And mm -hmm. I think most of us are just going through the motions that we don't even realize it. Yeah. And um, that leads us to something that you call the toxic trickle, which I absolutely love. And it's <laughs> all transparent. Yeah. I'm going to steal it from now on uh, you, and I'm going to use it, but I'll I give you credit. <laughs> no, I didn't create it. It was actually part of my uh, meditation training when I first heard about 15 years ago, um, because it's all about chronic stress. Um, and I will say this is no dismissal to men, but women particularly will overwork, stay overwhelmed, take care of everybody else. And, and maybe there's any ounce of energy left, right? Mom at the end of the day or not even you don't even have to even bother to feel these ways. You know, it's like, oh, finally. And so stress, which can cloud our thinking and ability to find our mojo or reclaim it, just accumulates Stress, uh, if you think of it like this, um, if you had a glass cocktail table and you never dusted it, you know, particles of dust would be falling on that glass cocktail table. You wouldn't even see it. It's just like when we're busy and we're, we are overstressed, we sometimes and often don't realize it. And so what we have to do is be very intentional every day to clean that table, to get rid of that accumulation of stress. Now, some stress is good, gets us out of bed, gets us to appointments on time and all of that. But I'm talking about that dulling, that soul-sucking, constant steady stream of stressors that never get uh, dispersed. And we can talk a little bit about how to do some of that disbursement, but the toxic trickle then becomes what the buildup is, that accumulation, all that dust on the table that you don't see till you move the books on the cocktail table and there it is. Oh my gosh, where did this come from? We get very dull when we're overstressed. And I have had this experience myself. Um, and then we don't even know what that we are feeling the way that we're feeling. We get used to it. And then it becomes the silent killer. And that's why strokes is like what the, the, the third, you know, most popular way that women unfortunately lose their lives is through the physical um, impacts of living with chronic stress. And again, toxic trickle is that that slow, that slow burn of not taking time for ourselves, not having, um, you know, clarity on our purpose and, and living maybe from a non-authentic place, which is incredibly stressful which feeds right into the imposter syndrome uh, that a lot of people experience, no matter if they're working or whatever their role is in their community, not feeling enough, all of that, because they're just so 
uh, just stays completely stressed out most of their time. And that becomes their norm. And that translates off into physical and emotional and mental problems. Right. So Janelle, you uh, had mentioned to us a while back how that toxic trickle mm -hmm. affected you and how oh, yeah. it hugely impacted your life. So tell us yeah. about that. I will. Um, on I remember the day like yesterday, January 15, 2007. Um, my life changed. I had a doctor's appointment and as a, in, in the waiting room after my appointment to do some blood work, I started, I had double vision and I didn't even realize what was happening until I got home. I drove myself home and I was telling my husband, I think I saw two pe people with double arms. It was just an out of body experience. And it was very scary that I drove myself home. So I was rushed to the ER, had five days of tests. They thought I'd had a stroke. And after all the tests, all of the brain studies, everything to look to see what caused that, they called it an episode, there was no cause other than the neurologist saying it was probably chronic stress. And I, I got the wake up call. Uh, my husband had been telling me for years, you need to meditate. You never take time for yourself. You know, our company was doing super well. Well, that's great, but you can't keep piling stuff on your calendar and not take something off. And you can't be super woman and think you can't do it all. But I will tell you, I was right there. I did not listen to my husband. I didn't want to hear anything about meditation. <laughs> so my journey has been very interesting. So I really understand where people say, I don't have time for that. I was that person, but I changed my life because I felt that I had been given a second chance. Stroke is actually a dominant um, a physical issue in my own personal family. So I was a candidate for that. And I had symptoms that um, mimicked it. So anyway, good news was that didn't happen. But if I had not paid attention to that, I don't know if I'd be here today. Mm. It, I just kept going on a treadmill like nobody's business. And you know, was probably caught up uh, more about, you know, succeeding than, you know, taking care of myself and enjoying the journey. I was just getting to the destination, as I know a lot of people operate uh, similarly. When you're running a business and it's growing and being a mom and all these roles that we, we have. And so that set me on a path to prioritize things very differently in my life. Everything from getting rid of toxic people in my life, which is always a kind of a good exercise, uh, to rearranging things at work, to starting to meditate. That's when I said, okay, this is it. I have to do something different because what I'm doing is not working. And I am, I, I may not get an, a second chance and I, I would be foolish not to pay attention to my own experience. Um, I felt extremely grateful, extremely lucky that mine was just quote unquote an episode. Haven't had any problems since, but I've done a lot of things to minimize stress in my life. I have a very busy, full, wonderful, purposely aligned, thriving, wonderful life that has ups and downs like anybody's. Mm -hmm. However, I put some things into place that were game changers for me and they're simple and they're things I help my clients do, busy people, professional people, you know, we got jobs, kids, everything, community volunteer work, but they are things that I think all of us can do as rituals in our lives that will begin the process of managing stress, because stress is always going to be in our lives, but it's about managing it, having that emotional self-control, not letting ourselves get triggered, making sure we build in things called self-care. Self-care is not a self-indulgence, self-care is self-preservation. And if you don't take care of you first, you will not be able to take care of your loved ones, 
your coworkers, your clients, whatever is important to you. And so it's, you kind of look at it, hey, maybe it's selfish not to do self-care because I'm not going to be my best to give my best if I don't take care of me. You can't serve from an empty vessel. So all of this paradigm shifting for me came as a result of being scared to death, literally. And so I, I decided after this experience that most of my clients in these corporations and nonprofits were very stressed too. So I wanted to get educated. I started meditating. I took a class and got on my path. And it, it made such a difference for me to have that space of stillness and rest mentally and emotionally and physically that I wanted to learn how to then teach people what I had learned. And that's what a lot of people do. We go through our experiences, we learn something, and then we're able to help other people because of our experience. And I really felt in a way God put me on that path. And so I got certified about 15 years ago and you know decided this was my journey. And ever since then, I've incorporated the mindfulness work into all of my leadership training, uh, retreats even, just special presentations to share with people. These are simple things that we can do, and they really, really make a difference. Even a few minutes a day can be a game changer. And I think that's another paradigm shift. Meditation doesn't have to be some hour-long thing. You're sitting cross-legged, miserable. No, it can be five minutes. And that's how I started, and that's how everybody I work with starts. And you kind of gradually expand that window, whatever is comfortable for you. And so that um, is, is just a huge way to kind of get started on the journey of, of taking better care of ourselves. Because when we do that, we are able to have that stillness that opens up a portal within us that then we're able to access our desires, what lights us up. It's not clouded by stress, right? We're clearing that table every day, starting with a fresh canvas when we take time for ourselves. And then we can begin to listen to our hearts, listen to our desires, listen to who we are, who we are becoming or want to be at this time in our life. Because our purpose can change, right, throughout our life. And I, that's what I hear a lot of people talking about with me lately is that I'm, you know, a little older now and I, I don't, you know, I, I want something different. I don't know what it is. You know, I've done all these other things and I don't know how to figure it out. But, but doing that stillness practice of just sitting and being and breathing, that's all it is, can really open us up and expand our self-awareness about what's really in here. The answers are inside. Yeah. I love that. And I know some of you are listening to this going, okay, well, what are those steps, what right? Those you know, I, I understand, Janelle, I see that train coming and, and what yeah, are the yeah. steps? And I promise you in the second we'll part of this podcast, we will give you those steps. Yeah. But there's some of the things that you said that I think are, are gold. Like once you said, you know, self-care is self-preservation. Yes. Like what, what a great way to look at it, right? Yeah. Because, and I agree a hundred percent. I think you women are amazing creatures who have these yeah. huge hearts who will give and give and give and give and give. And sometimes at the expense of your own health, your own happiness, your own joy. Right. And I think seeing it that way that, hey, I'm doing this for me. Right. So I can be a better mom, a better wife, a better mother, a better employer, a better employee, whatever it may be, is part mm -hmm. of, of getting that mojo back and getting that, yeah. that energy back. 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, the story you shared, I believe, you know, we've discussed this many times in our mastermind that life happens for us. Yes. And that, as you said, like, sometimes God hits us over the head or knocks us down or gives <laughs> us an episode to get our attention mm-hmm. because yeah. that becomes the catalyst for us to grow or make some changes. Because you said up until that point, your husband was saying, hey, yeah. slow down. You need yeah. to take time. You need self-care. But it, it took that eye-opening experience episode to wake you up but what was the takeaway from that from you because okay now it happened now i see i got to change but what was the ultimate result of that well after making the commitment to go uh, take a i took a transcendental meditation course and uh that was the only thing i could find available believe it or not now there are many many choices of things people can do the takeaway was Um, I started feeling better right away. I felt less fatigue. I felt less, uh, because I had made the choice. I had to, I kind of felt like maybe I didn't have a choice. I had to do this, or I was going down a path that was not going to be good. wasn't going to end well, right? And who am I to, you know, not pay attention to this gift that I had received of not having a, a really dire uh, situation, it, it, which could have been my reality. Or, you know, I mean, they were looking at brain tumors and all kinds of things. So the, the takeaway was um, by taking small actions, by just starting to meditate for a few minutes and, and deciding that was going to be one tool that I could use. I didn't have to sit for an hour, just starts very tiny as any new habit in, into your life because my schedule hadn't changed overnight. So I started doing this, and then that gave me what I call the emotional cushion, where I didn't feel, uh, at least I was feeling angry. I was so overworked. <laughs> I was feeling resentful, all kinds of, I'm sure some listeners maybe can, re- can relate to that, because I was doing too much, but, but it was all on me. It was up to me to, to make the changes, right? Nobody else could do it. I had to accept things had to change. I was going to do some things differently that were going to help me relax and calm my nervous system. And that happened for me to be meditation. I think I did some journaling too in the beginning. I do that from time to time. But it was mostly my sitting and taking time for myself. And then I decided that I would build in some self-care into my schedule. And that, that and, and I sat down with my family, my son and my husband, and we had a meeting. And I said, these are the things I'm going to try. And I need your support to help me do it because look i we've all started things and then ended it because maybe it inconvenienced the kids or the husband or the neighbor or whoever you know and i would get off track and i i had to do it it was you know guys i had i've I've had i got the message you know can't go back to the way things were and 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 i'll tell you joe and natalie I, i stay highly motivated to help people with this because i don't want other people to go through what I went through. It's not necessary to get to that place of exhaustion of, I mean, I would have Sundays, I would just like, I just got to lay down on the bed, you know? And then I felt like I couldn't do it. And it was all from chronic stress, all from exhaustion, lack of self-care, lack of any time to be quiet, restful, to go within, reflect. Um, not, I'm not trying to paint myself as some kind of robot, but I was very focused on work and my family, but very focused on work. I just never took anything off my plate and I kept adding to it. So 
those those were some of the first ahas. And then once you take a tiny action, you know, baby steps, I call them, and you start to feel better, you're motivated to then say, okay, maybe I can go seven minutes with this meditation. No rushing. There's no schedule for this. You just slowly integrate these changes. In every book you'll read about habit formation, and it pretty much follows that philosophy of start small, integrate something has to change. Maybe you take something off your plate that really isn't feeding you. Maybe you don't need to get together with a certain group of people on a regular basis because you've been doing it forever. Maybe that's run its course, you know, as an example, to find the space for these rituals, habits, whatever you want to call the practices that are going to improve your life mentally, emotionally, and physically. And so then you get the um, momentum and then you have the um, desire to keep going. And over time, and I would say for me, uh, definitely in just a matter of months, I felt like a new person just from having more rest and having that downtime in those self-care rituals to which, you know, I would take a Zumba class. That was really fun for me as an example uh, of how to get my mojo back and to feel more like myself. And I think we all know when we feel in alignment, when we're doing things that feed us versus things that drain us. So I was switching out those draining things for more things that, that really nourished me. And so, and now, you know, but 15 years later, I, I've never felt better, happier. I'm, I've stayed, I get excited, but I stay calm most of the time. <laughs> I'm able to deal with things because of these little things I started 15 years ago. You know, like I said, within months, I felt better, so much better, but it just gets better and better over time. The more you do it, it just becomes how you show up and how you handle stress. And, you know, it's just, we learn it, you know, we're not, we're not raised to do this stuff. And, you know, when we're five years old. I wish we were. levels. I mean, I think a lot of our upbringing has something to do with, you know, striving and some perfectionism in there, you know, 15 years ago. And so I've, you know, recovered from that myth that anything can really be perfect and just enjoy the journey and not, you know, just focus on the destination. I think that was another big lesson that you know came to light and again i was so overwhelmed with gratitude mm -hmm. that my story had a happy ending right well i do have to say that we are very grateful that your story had a happy <laughs> ending and we are so lucky to have you here oh gosh you know we hope that you all um you know got something from janelle's story but this isn't the end because Janelle will be coming back in part two, where will she will be discussing in more detail of the things that you can do and you can right. start today to help getting your mojo back and to living a better life. Right. So Janelle, <laughs> thank you so much for being with us. And we look forward to continuing this dialogue yes. in our next episode. Thank I you. do too. Thank you both.